Today we start our unit on some of the classic monsters of literature. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Beowulf, and Grendel. You know, Grendel's mother is based on some of the characters at regular PTA meetings. <laughs> they had to tone it down a bit. Another edition of Slay BS's 10 o'clock Frightly News <laughs> with me, the original deadhead, the Crypt Keeper. We have a special bullet in as a new film has caught the ire of the International Church of Satan. Ah, my kind of people. Here with the story is the author of How Many Numbers Does the Beast Have? An in-depth look at the 900 number craze. Our special gore respondent, Dr. M. E. Stophilus. <laughs> Thank you so much, Crypt Keeper. We here at the Church of Satan find certain elements from 1983's Lamaban Ka Satanas, aka The Killing of Satan, to be particularly objectionable. Before we sign off on this film as being suitable for Satanists, we require the powers that be deal with the following issues. First, and most obviously, we all find it frankly offensive to continue with the charade that Satan is a red man with <laughs> horns and a trident. As we are all quite aware, he is half sword octopus, half ghost mouth. But we will also accept a giant anal spear machine if the budget does not allow a more traditional depiction. Secondly, we let the captive naked women sit, okay? We are not barbarians. And they get to choose the color of their control scarf. Third, Come on now, The Killing of Satan? If we put out a movie called The Jehovah Beatdown or The Murder of Yahweh, you'd be shitting a magic stick. Fourth, you know as well as we do that no man of Christian faith can grow a stash like that. Lando says he's a zealot on the streets, but we know he's a heathen in the sheep. Fifth, and this might seem like we're splitting hairs, but it's common knowledge that members imbued with the light of the Church of Satan do not like boats. <laughs> we are not a seafaring society, so please cut accordingly. And lastly, we take an extreme umbrage with the Prince of Magic. <laughs> the real Prince of Magic is not only not a part of the Satanic Temple and is a real and consistent problem for us. <laughs> His magic castle is invite only and while we know lots of magic, we have never once been chosen to bask in the hallowed Hollywood halls. <laughs> Prince of Magic, if you are watching, we would accept two passes to the Houdini 
Houdini seance or hell, midweek magic hour. You know where to find us. For these reasons and more, the Church of Satan simply cannot endorse this motion picture. Once the requisite changes have been made, the producers can resubmit for Nice Abs, the nightmare indicator of cinematic excellence by the approval board of Satan. For more info, please visit damndemniceabs.angelfire.com. Angelfire? Wow, Church of Satan, what a twist. Thank you, Mr. Stophilus. Next up, a feature on sticks, the ultimate weapon. It is that time of darkness. <laughs> a time when demonic forces are unleashed from the deepest recesses of Earth upon a population. Agents of evil in a reign of satanic terror. It is that time when the hopelessly oppressed can only pray for deliverance for one outraged mortal. It is time to face the ultimate challenge. Yet, how can one man hope to overcome the Prince of Darkness and his cohorts? What kind of awesome power should he possess? This is the killing of Satan. That is the killing of Satan. Shall we take the role, Mr. Casey Regan? Oh boy. Um, this is the most privileged thought I've ever had. <laughs> it's amazing how good this movie looks being from a country where you can realistically portray someone's sleeping arrangement as tarp-based. <laughs> Josh Roth. Star has a lot more Jesus than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Kennedy. Our father, who art in the Philippines, badass be thy name, thy magic come, thy work be done, with spiral powers and psychic abilities. Give mm. us this day thy daily lasers, and punish those who <laughs> trespass, as we kick the ass of those who trespass against us, and lead us not into bitter defeat, and deliver an ass-whooping to evil. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> and me, Greg Hansen. I knew the 90s choker trend was really just a way for Limp Bizkit to control the youth, but you wouldn't listen. <laughs> now who's laughing? Just when I think I'm out of the Catholic Church, guys, it drags me back in. It is so constantly disappointing to see what other Christianities like we're doing <laughs> while we were stuck in sunday school <laughs> yeah like what's got like they didn't put this movie on they did not <laughs> i remember the first time i met a friend who like our church had electric guitars in it i was like that's sweet like this version of christianity over here is flinging snakes around and you got big like boner laser staffs and <laughs> don't forget the spirographs who cares if baptists are like back flipping down the aisles like this, is, this they've they're doing like blood magic and like amulet key parties <laughs> this, is, this is the christianity i demand yeah video highs religious text movies we have this and blood freak and i gotta say it's making a hell of a case for christianity a totally. hell of a case <laughs> <laughs>
I feel like when I was young, the idea of religious observance was about enlightenment versus damnation. But this movie pitches it in a much more ingestible way, which is rad versus lame. We all have a internal radness meter and lando is rad yeah. and the prince of magic is lame it is the denim to lycrum <laughs> one note i have with the movie which i thoroughly enjoyed i only got two character names the whole time i, I maybe topped four uh, uh five if you include david the son that the movie instantly forgets i love a movie where the like hunky hero is a dude in his 40s wearing Converse. Like, <laughs> That's me. That's yeah. my future. So this movie opens bafflingly because I... We this open movie on a... does everything bafflingly. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it opens on Jesus at the cross, like which I guess is a reenactment of Jesus and the parade with the cross because the no, stations it's of the sort cross of just happening. <laughs> Cause at I first swear, I'm like, Oh, this is a very it. multicultural like <laughs> yeah. depiction of the death of Jesus. And then it's intercutting with power Rangers of faith praying about <laughs> their powers. And I'm like, yeah. where, when and where are we? I felt so bad about my ignorance of world cultures because at that moment I was like, this could be happening right now in yeah. the world. I have no idea. <laughs> I was like, yes, in the Philippines. When we honor the crucifixion, we also all get our necklaces together. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about our powers sort of vaguely. My dear friends in God, once again, we meet to renew our faith and to give thanks for our special gifts and powers. I, like, <laughs> loved that. I loved the, I loved the necklace mixing. This is the time where we all meet and we... We give thanks for our special gifts and powers, and I go, what, what, what? Yeah, they're just thanking yeah. Satan for no, their God, fun God. power. God. Oh, God. Wow. I, okay, right. Wow. Yo, you Josh, if you Satan didn't get questions. this, <laughs> <laughs> then the movie got away from you early, buddy. <laughs> you did not get your hands around it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's all Satan. Everyone no, loves Satan. Get, oh, no, no. Right? It's everybody loves Satan. <laughs> I do appreciate that the men of God are like, we're going to celebrate the crucifixion and the resurrection, and seemingly in case everybody gets too fucking wasted, put your necklaces in the middle. Nobody's getting the back for the magic powers <laughs> yeah, yeah. tonight. <laughs> Which also, why? Yeah, to keep the powers fair. Were the necklaces their powers that we just didn't? We have never. No idea. To I feel like they're totems. I don't know if the necklaces give you so powers as much as you have powers and you are represented through having the necklace, but you also have the powers if you don't have the necklace. AKA when people wear the cross. <laughs> so that's actually. I was gonna dance across it in the ripoff report card. Please, anyone out there, do not uh, write me about uh, how wrong I am. I don't want to learn. I want to stay <laughs> ignorant. Do not at me. Uh, I don't know much about this. But basically, amulets are a sort of heart of Filipina culture. Like, there is a sort of a cultural, yeah. sort of shared iconography of amulets, like, being attached to power. If Casey's saying anything offensive, don't forget, 
You're listening to How Did This Get Made? <laughs> no, I don't I don't actually know. I just know that there is some cultural importance, but it's also funny that the, it is like our lead Lando played by Ramon Ravia. He became known basically as the King of Amulets. What? Because he became famous by portraying a sort of like real life Robin Hood figure who survived a bunch of gunfights and wore an amulet. And, you know, at the same time, it's Chuck Connors wearing a Brooklyn Dodgers hat. It's like, <laughs> right. it's, it's getting Arnold oh Schwarzenegger God, to say, I'll be back. It's right. like, it's also oh, okay. just yeah. this like thoroughly famous and also middle aged actor. I love that world cinema, Turkish cinema. Filipino cinema, in some ways even, you know, Hong Kong and Chinese cinema, like, you can be very dumpy, very middle-aged, mm. and extremely famous. And I like that. I like that, like, you get people that really look like people. They always bring a different energy. I don't know whether, because it's a, it, I'm hearing, I'm watching a dub, and, you know, the dub performer is really bringing out the malaise in the performance. <laughs> <laughs> the dub performer thought that this movie was from malaise. <laughs> 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 you mean Borma? <laughs> it's not needed to bring emotional reality to this movie. What's needed is I want to keep watching you every scene. And I did want to keep watching this guy every scene. Yeah. Tied up in all the cultural dingleberries of like sexism and patriarchy that comes wrapped up in like gruff leading men there there is something undeniably exciting about watching a pedal to the metal person in a pedal to the metal situation <laughs> this guy is down to punch out deities and i am <laughs> to tie I snakes into it. knots <laughs> it is funny to call anything in this movie pedal to the metal even though it is truly insane also Again, I can't tell if this is the version that we got or if this is hmm. the version that exists. Like, who knows? Because this is the version that the the, the outside world has yeah. seen. Maybe it's not pedal to the metal, but it's definitely like speeding to a series of red lights. <laughs> I love that this movie is extreme exposition and they just cut out all of the punchlines. <laughs> it's a series of shaggy dog stories. They're like, here's a lot to chew on. Oh, and then when we arrive, we are on to the next thing yeah. immediately. Yeah, yeah. We all, some of those things, we don't even see pay off. We just know that they have because we're on to the next yes. scene. Which <laughs> is it does not, not wait around. Is nuts. But like an aristocrat's joke, you know, it's all about the setup. The setup is the art. It's no more beautiful setup than God literally coming down and giving exposition. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing twice, better. basically. Because <laughs> you didn't get it the first time. Yeah, yeah it needs, a, needs to have a face to face after the first one didn't quite take. There's nothing better than the Prince of Magic strolling up the first time you see him and just spouting. This is the day. When you must prove to all your followers that your power is greater than mine, I demand that you answer me to satisfy my curiosity. Bam! Ooh. You know, get everything you need to know. Cut to yeah. him spinning Uncle Miguel's head around like a top. <laughs> like, exorcist, eat your heart out because this man is spinning. It was so great. Yeah. <laughs> Prince of Magic shows up 
looking like if yeah. Doctor Strange was produced by Toho in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is our bad guy? Yeah. He's going to be dressed like this the whole movie then. <laughs> this man wears nothing but red. He looks like he's playing the devil in a devil and angel shoulder like, pep <laughs> like Pepto-Bismol commercial. No, don't take the medicine to make you feel <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You love nachos, Larry. <laughs> nachos. Hey, Pepto. <laughs> it's crazy because later the actual devil yes! also shows up dressed like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not the looking as good. Well, where do you think they got the outfits, guys? <laughs> yeah. Not all the men in the village has a chance against the prince of magic. His body has lost Renzo. But not his soul. Miguel starts to die very slowly. He names Lando as his successor and says that they were attacked by the Prince of Magic. And then we cut. How do we think that fight ended? <laughs> I, I think after Miguel got spun around, the prince was like, all right, see, I'm more powerful. Bye. <laughs> I, th yeah. I think it was a warning, <laughs> that, I think it was a yeah. warning shot. Right? I think yeah. it was like, well, I win. And then he just leaves. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is like, uh, if I can, with just a turn of my fingers, spin your neck around for like a while, yeah. not just once, <laughs> like like a lot, like for minutes, then yeah, that feels, that's a W, <laughs> right? It's a definite yeah, win. Yeah, exactly. I think that's, you know, you ring the bell and then everyone goes home at that point. Even the henchmen, they were like, just go, like, we're done. We don't need to do anything else. Also, <laughs> yeah. you can make the argument, and this is giving a lot of credit, it's them trying to coax Lando and his daughter, a.k.a. the future wife of Satan, to Ooh. the island. So, like, kind of making this demonstration to take out Miguel, knowing that it's going to bring these other people that they need to kidnap or kill to the island. But their way of summoning Lando to this island is, it's a motif that we will cut back to too many times. So many. <laughs> a group of people standing around candles in the shape of the cross saying, Lando, we need you. Your uncle is summoning you. Come and like it's like, oh, bro, pick up the phone, please. Yeah. I cannot it's... hear this. I cannot hear this yeah. voice memo one more time. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's really tough to be like, it's the '80s, y'all. This is the best thing yeah. you've got. Yeah. Also, maybe it was different if I was in the Philippines when this movie came out. But when it cuts to Lando. After all this, you're like, this is Lando? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> we cut to Lando, who is a middle-aged man wearing jeans and a kicking mustache. And yeah. He's yeah, he's hero. got a fucking kick-ass mustache. Like, I like, can't take that away from him. No. He's wearing a polo, though, like he's science dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not just science dad. Science dad, ex-convict murderer. Yeah, exactly. He has this totally separate other brother <laughs> killing murder Man, problem. That plot line. <laughs> so bananas. Do you remember Ibanez? That's right. The brother of the man I killed. Yeah, right. So what? Have you forgotten? What about it? He swore to get even with you for killing his brother. What? But I did my time. I went to jail and I said, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, that brother really doesn't care. He still wants you dead because you, like, killed his brother. That's not how justice works. I know that's not how justice works, but it's how he's going to claim justice. So you should probably walk out. 
I think I'm fine. No, you should probably get a gun. End scene. (laughs) (laughs) Felix, do you want some coffee? End scene. (laughs) End scene, end (laughs) storyline. No, well, not end storyline, because that's that's why Lando gets shot. That's the guy's brother. Casey! <laughs> Why else do you think he got shot in the head? Honestly, Be- I didn't Because question. Manila's a tough fucking yeah, exactly. city. Because <laughs> this is the warrior. This is the knight that God has chosen to go up against Satan's well, prince not of Not God. Yeah. Miguel. Uncle yeah. Miguel. Uncle, Uncle Miguel. Miguel. Uh, That's I, the- true. Wait a minute. You're right. <laughs> God's just like, this guy, really? Yeah, God shows up and he's like, all right, I guess. Well, yeah. you know how we don't question, hey, Lando. We don't question God's <laughs> intentions. We just go along with God's plan. God doesn't question Miguel's intentions. He just goes along with Miguel's plan. Yeah. Ooh, Miguel is God's God. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of malarkey that happens early where, again, mm-hmm ton of setup on this lando's gonna get shot by the guy whose brother he killed because lando's brother got killed by that guy like there's so much a lot of brothers dying a lot of brothers am i my brother's keeper yeah yeah there's a lot there's a lot of brother death and then like laura lando's wife is real worried uh about the fact that lando is suddenly cleaning his gun yeah yeah Yeah, she's being real real patriotic where where it's like i married a different man i want you to be that man not the man who's cleaning a gun and lando's like yeah but i think someone's coming and she's like no and well that's gonna backfire on them <laughs> that scene he they go as far as to have him like tousle her hair yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean but she's great i really dug her she's like or at least like a sympathetic laura the yeah, character the who if, if for large portions of the movie is there to literally reiterate the exact same lines that Lando has just said. <laughs> but she does it with a sort of inherent sympathy that I... Uh... <laughs> Lando dreams that he's walking through like a desert quarry and a giant foam rock starts rolling towards him. Uncle mm. Miguel leaps in front of it to protect him and is smushed flat except for his head such a good effect who yeah Yeah. who's then like please come i need you (laughs) as as a as roadkill yeah yeah Yeah. it's bananas it's the best it's the best thing in the world incredible it's it's so cool great but that is a dream that uh miguel conjured to summon lando in another, another attempt to get him to come so the the guy who Lando killed his brother shoots his son by or shoots Lando's son literally just outside in the middle of the night being like yeah. Lando come outside yeah. we're going to shoot his you son opens his, the son, door. his son's like ha oh, that seems weird uh, let me hey. see what's going on <laughs> ow yeah. riddled with bullets and yeah. then Lando kills that guy, but gets shot in the head. Fucking Lando's wife, Laura, is like, just ignore him. What? <laughs> yeah. You don't have locks. <laughs> and, they're, yeah. and they're shooting through the wall. <laughs> Miguel is doing worse, and he's cross-cut. With Lando, who is not instantly dead despite being shot, <laughs> part, point blank through the head. But he's just kind of like writhing around, like, oh, no, is this the end of Lando? <laughs> <laughs> Miguel cries out Lando's name, and then the bullet wound appears on his own head. 
And he dies. Yeah, and somehow Lando lives. David is not so lucky. Laura just watched the two men in her life get murked in quick succession, is crying as they're basically like, ah, fuck all we can do. She puts her hand that is wrapped in a rosary on his head and suddenly the bullet wound disappears and he wakes up. She has the moment that the audience has. I think think maybe that's why I connected with her so closely. I love that... Like Lando's life was almost over, but a distant uncle that he barely knew like left him his life in his will. It's like this, it's like the weirdest version of Brewster's Millions. All, all you gotta do to fulfill his will is win heaven's war over the Satan. Yeah, fight Beelzebub. Now, a uh, Bible question, everyone. I had a thought whether this was supposed to be a drawn out metaphor and also a happier ending for the story of Job in the Bible because there comes a point where like his son is killed (laughs) son is killed Uh, his wife is briefly killed his daughter is his daughter is kidnapped and yes he fixes most of these except for again David who will stay permanently dead but like it does seem to be like like Job this this person plucked from obscurity and the battleground between God and Satan where God's like this is my warrior and I'm gonna prove that no matter how many shitty things happens to this guy he's still gonna be loyal to me also I'm gonna give him magical powers Hey, Job, where are you going with that magical stick in your hand? (laughs) And it's got wrapped up in it that all it takes is a swig of whiskey and a go-getter attitude and any man can do anything. It's a dirty Job, but somebody's got to do it. (laughs) It is a wild thing to think about. Lando is chosen to kill Satan to end the, the war between God and Satan. Right. That means that Lando is, throughout all time, Lando is the best candidate that God has. In all of human history. In all of human history. The town has a funeral for Uncle Miguel, who is set out to see. They keep praying for Lando. And Lando appears <laughs> in a boat. You rain. <laughs> a, a kid watches them creepily from a cliff while they're on their boat in the middle of the sea. And there's like a creepy music sting. The winds pick up suddenly. And then definitely we not from away. a helicopter. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not from a helicopter above the shooting crew. <laughs> we cut away to everyone staring at an altar. Which I was unclear what was happening here. Something was missing from the altar. Is that what they were like? Yeah, they were indicating? missing one of the saints. Yeah, they were all just like staring oh. at an empty space on the altar. Yeah, they were. That, oh, they were that's what something. happens at the fucking end. At the end, yeah. I did not. I missed that at the beginning. So, so when when at the end he picks oh, it's up baffling the, anyway. the, the saint we saw trinket, it and we still I was still like. Understand. I was like, um, okay, so he gets a doll and the movie ends? <laughs> yeah, it's unclear, okay. but I guess this this, trink, this thing has to do with the winds somehow. It's ah. unclear It's how. the patron saint of winds in the Catholic Church, you know. <laughs> Which is Saint Medardus. Yes. Classic. Wait, Classic. Saint- it's time for St. Medardus and Hurricane <laughs> Prayers. There you go. All right, yeah, all right. 
What? That might have been real. I might have. I might have cracked this wide Actually, open. Yeah, yeah he's the cross. he's the patron saint of like bad weather. <laughs> oh, Catholicism's you know. wild. <laughs> yeah, that's what's even funnier. Is it's not even just I don't know enough about other cultures to understand these things i don't know enough about mine i don't know what's going on there's cat there's a catholic wind saint i didn't know that i don't know nothing i know nothing about nothing the kid meets lando's family on the beach he's a mute he can only make noises and he leads them to the house of old man miguel except they're stopped by an explosion in the quarry which is unclear where the explosion comes from it sends rocks tumbling down crushing seemingly the kid to death while the family hides in a cave so yeah that kid's gone right they roll off of deaths in this movie super quick (laughs) They, they really move on they don't hold many funerals for long. You guys are acting insane right now. I don't even (laughs) want to talk to you guys when you're like this. You're saying a kid under rocks, you'd what, like dig it out? (laughs) (laughs) Like the whole, like like you're going to move rocks. They're not going to let the death of a child ruin their vacation to meet their (laughs) uncle, to see their uncle who they don't know is dead. (laughs) He just, yeah. That's true. You're walking into Epcot and someone gets hit by a car and you're like... Could I be of help? It's Maybe. a small world after all. <laughs> yeah. Then just a montage of pictures of you on the, the different rides. <laughs> Eating a big turkey leg. There's like a body bag being put on an ambulance behind it. No, yeah. I love the idea of Lando's wife being like, oh, my God. a kid. That, I think that kid just got crushed by that rock slide. And Lando being like. Laura, I just got back to life. Like, <laughs> can we cool it on the morbid stuff. All right. Like, this is my time away. They show up to the village and they're like, oh, we found Uncle's house. And outside, Uncle Ben tells Lando in the crassest way I can possibly think of that Uncle Miguel is dead. Uncle Miguel, hello there. He won't hear you. Say, Uncle. Not anymore. I think I could think of a crasser way to tell someone. I, no, <laughs> what I love is that he goes, Knock, he's knock. Dead. Who's there? <laughs> Not your <laughs> uncle. You could say, Guess who has two thumbs and survived getting shot in the head? <laughs> <laughs> Not or, your uncle. Not hey, your La- Lando, I know you need this news like you need a hole in the head, but Ooh. your uncle's Ooh. dead. <laughs> He goes, he's dead, and Laura's like, what? You mean Uncle Miguel is dead? And it's like, I said what I said, lady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the first in a string of clearly the the dubbers didn't know what was happening <laughs> in the movie p- portion where, where, where Laura has to say lines because the actress has said lines. Oh and so they, just, so they just repeat information. Yeah. Vamp, we got, we, we, we got a vamp. Just, uh, yeah. Like Uncle Miguel is dead. Laura goes, Uncle Miguel is dead. And then Uncle Miguel's daughter, granddaughter. I think daughter. Oh, yeah, Louise. Lu- Louisa. And so Lando says, sorry, Louisa, we didn't know. And then immediately Laura says, sorry, Louisa, we didn't know. Like, Johnny you- two times over here. <laughs> yeah. You're probably wondering how your Uncle Miguel died. Well, he wasn't an ordinary man. He had strange powers. What strange powers are you talking about? He died from a bullet wound but nobody around here fired a shot. The bullet that hit you, he died from that shot. 
and you lived. He needs you, Londo. He has appointed you to lead his people. So in order to prove his worth, Lando is tasked with finding his uncle's body, which was buried at sea. And Lando's <laughs> like, what does that even mean? What are you talking about? He's like, I don't make the rules. Get in the, get in the boat and find your uncle's body. The engine of the boat dies. Lando is knocked out by some kind of a wacky noise. <laughs> and he's woken up by a piece of driftwood like banging against the side of the boat. He goes to grab it, and a sea zombie says, I'm your uncle, Miguel. I found myself focusing on the fact that Lando, the actor, had sort of reached that point in fame where no one tells you when your shirts are too tight. (laughs) That's how I understood. That's what you were focusing on when the wrinkled zombie grabbed his arm? I was just thinking again about the fact that it's like there are these movies out there where, you know, American superstars, they look a certain way. But, you know. The rules apply everywhere. If you're a leading man, you do, in your 40s and 50s, you do not get told that shirt is too tight. You wear the, you wear, you're wearing the shirt. Some shirts wear men. That man wears that shirt. Yeah, and then so I was sort of, I was thinking about that and the fact that yeah, he throws the driftwood and then the driftwood comes back and he, he looks that. at the driftwood like you sly devil and then yeah <laughs> and then st- gets surprised by the yeah like grayscale guy from game of thrones gets like a, <laughs> a, a, like a melty putty melting man from action league now essentially jumps out of the <laughs> i was very surprised that this is the the only peekaboo that this movie plays because i thought that this was the start of many a creature peekaboo uh, yeah, yeah right yeah. no it's the only jump scare that we get in the whole film. I was, I was scared. But I don't know what I love more, this or the next scene when the bad guys stroll into town uh, and take Louisa and Betty away. L- Lando's No daughter. one expects the Satan Inquisition. Yeah. <laughs> the ba- <laughs> yeah, the bad guys are in town and they are doing some woman hitting. Yeah. yeah. Some woman hitting and some laser shooting. Oh, some my laser God. shooting and firing some... lasers out of their hands. A guy is having a cross-eyed staring contest. No, oh. yeah. What I love is that so many of these powers are used, but like punching people is still the MO. Like yeah. they'll like hypnotize yeah. someone yeah. to be stunned, then be like, punch, and then like they'll shoot lasers at someone and then punch them again. The lasers like, stun them. So Don't they kill can them punched. so they can punch. Yeah, like yeah. the power of Satan is punching. We are, we are, I think, misrepresenting because lasers in are, are would be like a straight line. These are more like Sonya Blade slinkies from the original yeah. Mortal Kombat. These are, I would, it's I would describe style. these as these are squiggles. Like they're... Okay, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Are not lasers. They are shooting squiggles from yeah. their hands. That makes sense. And spirographs. And, and spirographs. Spirographs come in later. And they have this like a squiggle sound effect. They've got the like... <laughs> the, the, that... the, 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 yeah, we need to talk about the sound effects in this movie for a hot second. Because this, it, it all sort of begins for me with the sound that knocks out Lando, which is like a weird like... And then the all of the sound effects of the squiggles and the spirographs and Satan's teleportation later, like it's all insane and it's all beautiful. Yeah, it's like the digital rain stick sound effect that they that they do in the in the middle of Edgar Wintergroup's Frankenstein right before it comes back in with the riff. Like it's 
wild. For a movie that's like, of course, and obviously extremely low tech, the magic looks rad. Is like, yeah. is like clearly drawn onto the negative. Yeah. There's few but things I love more so than stuff drawn onto negative. Yeah. Honestly, it is yeah. one of my favorite things. Yeah. And even this, which like, yeah, cost, I don't know, $8. The drawn on squiggles look great. And. You know what? It works. It works for me. You throw on the crazy sound effects and yeah, you got a soup going. I sort of love the fact that this scene followed a scene where Lando has just been told your uncle was buried at sea. You have to go find him and is crossing essentially water into the uh, afterlife as grabbed by like a demon of the river sticks or whatever. And then we cut away for it to do gang bonk em ups and like hijink fights that include squigglies squigglies and spin art and stink eyes and just yeah, like yeah look at close-ups of these like goofy looking guys for a while and then one will fall backwards the less I goofy one will win and laura gets domed just yeah, oh, yeah. Domed. yeah. right totally. in the kisser and just blood pours down her face and thankfully the- lando can cure light wounds and yeah. so <laughs> Pretty, he lays pretty hands quickly, on her. Yeah, pretty yes, quickly gets her back. They explain that Lando is the Coronado, the crowned one, and he is tasked with fighting the Prince of Magic. The Prince of Magic has a bunch of naked ladies in a cage <laughs> that he brings Louisa and Lando's daughter Betty to. I will leave you inside, but bear in mind to escape is fatal. No one but me and my master. They touch these bars. Who's his master? We'll find out later. Could never guess. Could never guess. This is a wild scene because they introduce this literal cage full of naked women. Then a snake woman shows (laughs) up and is like, Prince of Magic. Uh, Satan's like, er, wondering how it's going. And Prince of Magic just goes, uh, look at all these naked women. And she just goes... Cool, I'll be back. Like, <laughs> it's like I'll report this in a status update to the master. Yeah, it's our like... our, cor- our quarterly earnings of naked women is very high. So yeah. I think I think our investors are gonna be really happy yeah, about this. The, the NLI, the naked lady index, is through the roof this quarter. Also, we start to get creepy colorful caverns, which is a which is like yeah. a B movie trope that I'm always down for. Yeah, yep. the like creepy red rock. We're going into hell, but like Looney Tunes hell. There should have been a sign that said, welcome to hell, (laughs) like in in the matte painting on the background. So Lando and Renzo are making their way, and this is my favorite part. It's the best. Because Renzo goes, wait a minute. You see that big hole there? I know where that leads to. There's a way through that leads to the main cavern of the Prince of Magic, but it's pretty risky. So we better take the other way around. Let's go. Amazing. <laughs> like, I love when the movie tells you, yeah, no, this is how we can skip to the climax, but why would you want to be at the climax right now? Let's keep this going. Let's punch some snakes. Let's do this. Do this. Do this. <laughs> and in the meanwhile, he's like, do you know your magic words? Fucking Lando's like, I don't know anything. <laughs> and Renzo's like, all right, don't forget. Remember, it's Sanctum Santi Chrisum. And those mm. magic words 
We'll do anything. It's one spell fits all. I love it when it's it's just a matter of your intention, but the words are always the same. Doesn't Does matter what it is, it will just be magic. Again? He never he says it once. One, one oh, more okay. time. One yeah. more time in the cave. I think only to remember them and never says them again for the rest of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he I... uses it to heal to heal Laura. Uh, he recites recites them here, and he may use it one more time. Watching this movie, I was perfectly fine. With just living with the idea that Lando could do everything, it's just like, <laughs> oh yeah. If there's a can. if there's a power needed, Lando can do it and has it. And so, <laughs> and hey, Casey, you know who else can do that? A little guy called Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Was he a little guy? Um, historically, historically. Yeah. <laughs> they enter the caves and. Lando bitch slaps a real snake and ties it into a knot and yeah. then throws it against Ugh. a wall. Oh, it's so good. Wow. So sweet. Renzo and Lando split up for, I don't know, reasons. Lando, we'd better split up here. It'll double our chances. I think you're right. For the same reason they don't take the shortcut to the climax of the movie. They're like, <laughs> sure. you know what? I think we need to split up now. So we could have tits. more movies. I mean, it's a wild thing to, to, again, it's one of those moments where it's like, you know that the dubbers were like, uh, they go and they have no reason to go, and but they go, so they just shortcut it to let's split up. Which, as a viewer, should be a red light, or, or a red flag, rather, because Renzo is about to die and never come back. <laughs> and Ren- no one will ever ask no one where he went. Yeah. There's or, or never any follow-up. Of the daughter of oh, Miguel, yeah. like... Yeah. This is the last we're going to see of them. But yeah, more snakes attack Lando immediately. Not just snakes, snake people. But one of them turns into a into like a, a, a short guy who's like totally naked and come, has some weird makeup and like a lizard Ooh. tongue. Ooh. Yeah, the Cobra Kid is 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 wild. There's a wild addition. And that looks like a 13-year-old child that yes. they oh, are yeah. whooping ass on. Definitely, <laughs> oh, yeah. definitely a tiny little person. With a uh, like latex cod piece on, and uh... yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 and he makes such weird noises, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's Ugh. crazy. And we have my absolute favorite part of the movie, which is the flaming torch fight. Some shirtless henchmen show up, and Lando fights them off with a torch, with with a like a stick that is actually on fire. I love how much of this movie is just like a side-scrolling game. Where you're just like going, snake, snake, hench, and you pick up, hench, 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 hench. Uh, <laughs> step, step, step. Yeah. And then, yeah, and your weapons only have a certain amount of yes. use. And then, yeah. <laughs> and like a side-scrolling game, stick, most powerful. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 What is terrifying is, and I don't know if this is necessarily all movies in the Philippines at this time, but I know it to be a fact for American movies shot in the Philippines, which is stunt guys just got hit. That was they didn't pull punches. They took punches. Yeah, there are stories of filmmakers being like, hit them. That's what they're paid for. And it's like um, Yeah, it really looks it at these scenes I'm just like those that kid's getting whooped. Like that that guy looked hot. 
That fire <laughs> is probably hot. I also don't think that these people were especially trained. They didn't look like they had a ton of control over what yeah, was going it on. It like they went to the nearest town and were like, hey, you three big guys. You want a hundred bucks? Yeah. <laughs> Lando finds the cage and his daughter, but she tells them that they took Louisa and no one but the prince can open the cage, so uh, that's never going to happen. Lando right. opens Chekhov's secret door and calls out the Prince of Magic. Prince of Magic! Release my daughter! But the rivers run red, and the Prince of Magic appears. I am so, 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 so worried in what was put in that water <laughs> to make it run red. They destroyed red. that ecosystem. There's no way anything survived. Yeah. And then they throw... Lando off of a waterfall. Is Renzo having more luck? No. No. no he is <laughs> Meanwhile, the one who we've been only told is not the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> Whose characterization has only been not main character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He finds the cross-eyed guy molesting Louisa's unconscious Ooh. body. Ooh. It's little. Oh, this cross-eyed are... guy. Yeah, of course. You got to bring him back. He had defeated stink-eye cataract old man. We needed to see <laughs> his muppets. There are squiggles fired and punches thrown. It's pretty rad. Yeah, amulets get thrown. Men blow up for some reason. <laughs> Inexplicably. But Louisa wakes up. But she's got a black collar choker on. Uh-oh. It's a symbol. Which earlier we had been told that any woman wearing the black collar is st is under the control of the master. And mm -hmm. the deleted scene that follows uh, after this, of course, is that Luisa and Renzo actually go home. And she's like, you can never ask me why I wear the black kerchief around my neck. <laughs> and then on her deathbed, she's like, you may take off the black kerchief. And then her head rolls to the ground. It would Whoa. not be the most insane thing to happen. Yeah, in that's <laughs> not by a country mile. No, yeah, it just it doesn't roll to the ground. It just starts spinning really fast. <laughs> like, get it back on. Get the necklace back on. Renzo and Louisa share an embrace, and then she claws off half of his face with her bare hands. It's yeah. so great. It it's rules. Great. It's great. Like, it is it's, very surprising. It's such a quick shot of the makeup, but it's really rad. It also looks like she bitch slaps it off of him. Like, <laughs> yeah. like the way it's cut makes it look like she was like slap, and like suddenly he's missing half of his face, and it's just like bone and jaw. I think it was claymation too, which always like if you do claymation oh, yeah. gore and you know cut it in in such a way, it can be surprisingly nasty because it's so it tactile. Was very effective. Yeah, it's, it's so it tactile. You can so. feel it in reality. It's like, even though it's clay. And there's a very long, dramatic push-in on the yeah. Joker. Not push-in, push-ins, because it's like, <laughs> yeah. we push-in on that, we push-in on him, we push-in on her, we push-in on him. Like, it's... It's well, and I did not realize what was happening until no. he apparently yeah. scanners her heart. It's insane. Yeah. Her heart explodes out of her chest, and we see the inside of her chest in another claymation moment. It's so rad because they look at each other like, I don't want to have to do this. You're making me do this. The thing I knew I would probably have to do. How I love you so much. And that thing is make your heart explode with my mind. A thing that... We did. Apparently, Renzo apparently can. can do. Yeah, Renzo can. Despite do that. not being the chosen one. Yeah. yeah, for for a backup 
understudy chosen one. That's a pretty good power. Well, unfortunately, it also kills him. Yeah, yeah. so maybe the, the chosen one could survive that, but, you know, your understudy, not as much. It was also just bad optics for God's chosen soldier, I think. <laughs> to, have, to have explode your chest power. That's not really sort of the thing we try to put across here in Christianity. Lando is drifting through a river and towards the creepy mute kid from before. The kid brings Lando into an abandoned church and the child, seemingly super duper old father, grandfather, says his name is Nino, immediately cut. To the prince and princess. Oh, boy. Bringing Lando's daughter to their master. Cut to Nino. <laughs> Real fast. It's amazing. Nino's dad, Moses. <laughs> yeah, father time slash Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gives Lando his walking stick. He looks like an ancient wizard. Like, this is a Merlin he, yeah, Gandalf does, situation. Like, like, I would not look at this man and think... This is God, even though this is a man like Spoiler with a big alert. with a big beard and everything. Like, yeah, there's maybe some imagery there, but all I can think about in this movie in which magic is a thing that I'm like, this is Merlin. Okay, this is Merlin. It has very handing him Excalibur. Yeah. Feel. He also gets no bravado introduction. He literally walks onto the scene. Yeah, Lando wakes up in like a beautiful abandoned ruined grotto basically and the kid gets close ups uh, you know weirdly of him going like you know and and then fucking God just like like enters stage left back to back to the camera and is like so you found us well it just shows how inconsequential god is in this movie about the power of god and the battle between heaven and hell he gets one close-up shot otherwise he is seen in like OTS's where we just see his the back of his head a lot. It did take me a minute to be like, oh, right, of course, this is God. Because I similarly was just like, sure, there's like a God-like figure or like yeah. a Jesus-like yeah. figure. It took me, you know, two minutes, two minutes longer than it ought to have to be like, oh, right, this is God and he's probably in a church, you know. And it's apparently not obvious enough to Lando because as Lando leaves like oh right like what's your name and god is like they call me father and he's like oh. and he's like hmm and it's just like come on like you Lando can't be is slow on every uptake and we're gonna get to that very yeah. soon you <laughs> cannot be one... the the warrior of eternal virtue and not look at god in the face and get it that's not those are mutually exclusive <laughs> he's so slow he also has to ask well wait who is the prince of magic's master and sure. It's like it's Satan. It's Satan. Duh. It's Satan. <laughs> where, where do you? Where have you been? <laughs> have you seen his red cape? It's Did Satan. you miss the name of the movie? Now, not to ask a Lando question, but that implies that Nino is Jesus, right? Oh my! No, wait. Does yeah, maybe. If he's the maybe. son. If he, if what God is, oh, there is, are lots they, of sons. God sends Lando out to find a red rock where he will find <laughs> Satan. Meanwhile. 
the prince of magic and the, his priestess summon their master, who is Satan, and he's a dancer in a red <laughs> leotard and some makeup. With a very, very upsettingly phallic and silhouetted tail. Ooh. Yeah, this, <laughs> he's, he's felt. It's he a is real... a spirit Halloween Satan made real. <laughs> there is a scene where the personification of God <laughs> is talking to a man wearing Converse and all denim and then gives him a stick and is like, this is what's gonna kill Satan. Yeah. Well, when you say it like that, remember that Bible story where Jesus shows up with with a really OP stick and, and starts <laughs> blowing up the followers of Satan to free the cage of naked ladies because that's here. No, I think, exactly yeah, I think that's more. I think that's more Josh's IP, isn't it? That's more. That's a Moses. That's a Moses weapon. <laughs> magic stick is our domain. Lando uses the magic stick to kill some henchmen and free the naked ladies. You're no longer prisoners, and you're free to go home. I've freed you from the Prince of Magic. Get going. I'll still have to look for my daughter. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Thank because you. only Thank the you. Prince of Magic can open up the cage or this magic stick. That was not made clear, but now he can. <laughs> <laughs> the next scene is my favorite thing to happen in any movie ever, yes. which is Lando runs onto the shot where they're seemingly in the middle of a dark field, and then the Prince of Magic also does. <laughs> <laughs> From where? Who knows? They're no longer in the caves. There is no lead up. There is no admission of this being their final showdown. They just kind of appear on screen and start fighting. And it's my favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a crazy fight. It's bananas. The prince like splits himself into duplicate henchmen. Like, that like a bunch, like yeah. a whole like bunch a of times. So like an army of henchmen. He that becomes old... the Squirtle Squad super quick. <laughs> Lando kills each henchman in like a different way because the prince zaps away his stick, but he grabs it back like immediately. When he needs it. Well, the Prince of Magic turns into like eight people, and then we watch Lando kill three of them and assume the rest have died. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love that he kills them all with like different magics, and he kills one just with a rock, like just straight up with a rock. <laughs> Again, this movie posits that, yeah, magic is great, but the ultimate power comes from like punching and melee weapons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blunt head trauma is the, is the real power. <laughs> I like loved that one of the big effects of that was, yeah, all the all the henchmen sort of stepping out in composite from each other, making seemingly you know all of the Prince of Magic's henchmen. Henchmen, but then the like sort of punchline to that effect was Lando stepping out from behind them to like get behind. Like Prince <laughs> yeah, of Magic he shows can, up behind them. Yeah, Prince of Magic can make innumerable copies, but like Lando can still give him the slip. <laughs> <laughs> the prince's squiggles are no match for Lando's left hand, Sorry. which. It kills the prince, and that's the end of the prince. <laughs> yeah, so little fanfare. Dies, yeah. that's it. The prince of magic just dies, and that that's the end of that. Then the movie feels the necessity to help an old woman cross the street. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, It's a and, Boy Scout. And brings back Lando's character trait of really not understanding <laughs> context clues whatsoever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he gets sidetracked so easily. Yeah. He's just yeah. like, he forgets that he's there to save his daughter and kill satan yeah this this old woman has like hurt her leg and he like helps get, get gets the rock off helps take her to her excuse hut. me and, excuse and, me jamie <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, it does become a very sexual scene. It's, it's very quick. <laughs> yeah. We should say that this old lady is very clearly the priestess in a tiny bit of makeup and <laughs> chalk in her hair. And Lando's what? just like, here, let me help. I'm going to give you this stick that God gave me. <laughs> the stick that God gave me that is specifically the weapon to kill the ultimate evil. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you could take it. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I love that he brings her to her shack and is like, and, and, he, and he goes like, wow, this is a pretty big place, huh? You live here? And she like doesn't respond. She just looks him in the eye like, you're really not putting this together. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's like she's daring him. Yeah. Brain's not big on the in the Lando department. Yeah, they show up to her house and he's like, damn, this is, this is a palatial AF. Uh, place and, and like looking around and there's like fucking warthog heads and shit on the on like he's like damn old woman you killing lots of animals <laughs> and there's two belly dancers by a roaring fire who Nothing lead weird. him over yeah. to the fireplace and give him a drink they all start to seduce him the old lady turns into the young priestess shock and the priestess kisses him with like a grape in her teeth and then turns into a snake. I love it. She is secret snake person. One belly dancer is secret cat person. One belly dancer is secret dog wolf person. Yeah. Did so not healthy. see that coming no. to be yeah. honest. Wow. Or this was the moment where the movie got horniest even though it had already had a cage of naked women in it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's about crazy that this is hornier than that. Well, consent's a lot of hell of a thing. <laughs> True. It was the male lead uh, liberating a cage of naked women with his God-given staff, so. There's <laughs> <laughs> definitely undertones. <laughs> it is a funny scene because, you know, he's doing his karate chops and whatever and kills the snake priestess, I guess kills the cat priestess, is getting eaten by a dog Hard cut to daylight. Yeah, <laughs> he does not does pay not off, resolve. and then he's gone. Resolve. He's out. So he, I guess he gets one? out of the house somehow. It was a <laughs> kindness to not show us what he did to that dog. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Satan, the teenage dancer, transforms into an adult with eyeliner in a tuxedo and cape. Tuxedo cape, though, like they're kind of one and the same, and I love it. Mm. Bring the girl. Satan's. Cloaked minions bring him Betty, Lando's daughter, and lay her on an altar. Satan pours blood out of the mugs around Betty. Which, in a cool touch, also gives her horns. Oh, I didn't notice that. Outlines horns above her head. Yeah. I thought that Ooh, was that's cute. that's neat. I missed that. Lando finds the red rock of Satan that God told him about and calls Satan out to release his daughter. Not only calls Satan out, literally just says, Satan! Come out here. It's, it's a warrior. Come on. Hey, come on. Hey, Satan, come hey. out here. And apparently the thing that gets Satan is him being like, he does it a couple of times. Satan's like, ha ha, whatever. And he goes, you yellow, Satan. Yellow, you're a it's coward. A fucking Biff school yeah. of fighting. Nobody calls Satan chicken. <laughs> and Lando tells him, there's a force within us. The force of love and affection of parents. For their children! And that's stronger than you, Satan! Let's see if your power can save you now. <laughs> and then they start fighting. And for some reason, 
Satan agrees to fight him as a mortal. <laughs> you know, it's to prove that I'm stronger than you, even as a mortal. Like, it's hubris. Hubris is what gates Beelzebub in the end. Yeah, like, I bet he's better at things than playing fiddles, too. Like, I bet he's like... <laughs> it's like, not the he, only skill he's got. Yeah, like, he went up against the best fiddler. He's got an ego issue, the devil. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you're probably good at a lot of things, devil. Like, it's a renaissance man. Yeah. He was around for the renaissance. Yeah. <laughs> The fight is pretty awesome. The devil claims he's mortal, but then is throwing Lando around like he weighs four and a half. Like is yeah, like a rag doll. Also, if he were actually to become mortal, that would put him well below Lando, who is <laughs> yeah, not yeah. mortal. Who can't? Who doesn't Lando has die. been resurrected. Yeah, by can't God be killed by weapons. Shakes off bullets. Lando is the immortal here. The Devil, <laughs> devil's giving him a way, like a way advantage by fighting the fight mortal. <laughs> it seems to be a pretty one-sided fight for a while. Satan's tossing him around a bunch, and then Lando prays to God, and God's like, "All right, here's another stick because you lost the other one." <laughs> yeah. Stick respawns. All right, la- one more <laughs> stick, and Satan summons a pitchfork. Th- there's the line. Pretty hard, Satan. This is not your kingdom. You're going to hell. So sweet. It's like, get thee away from me, Satan. It, I, I, it sort of made it seem like it's my kingdom, Lando's, which uh, I believe. I, I, look, God gets heaven, Satan gets hell. Leave Lando, Lando the gets earth. It all. Yeah, Lando. <laughs> <laughs> Lando oh, inherits the, the earth. earth. <laughs> <laughs> He gets the Lando. Lando of the Lando. I'm a big fan, though, of Satan absolutely trouncing Lando and then being like, but just in case, uh, let's get some fucking backup. Yeah. (laughs) The belly dancers arrive and, like, surround Lando in a ring of fire. Ring of fire. Uh, <laughs> I that is not the meter of that song, Judge. <laughs> There's a reason I never do the song. Scatman Johnny Cash. Hi, I'm Scatman Johnny Cash. <laughs> Zip bop the doo, ring of fire. Zip bop the doo doo. Johnny Cash's French Fried Food Emporium. Get a large basket of my onion rings of fire. Zip bop the doo, come on down. Johnny Cash's. Honestly, onion rings of fire implies a spicy onion ring, and that sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. So walk the line on over to Johnny Cash's <laughs> fast food French fried emporium. I shout a man in Reno just to have his fries. <laughs> <laughs> Even got something for the little tykes. A menu for 13 and under called the Jerry Lee Lewis section. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. 
Lando zaps uh, Satan a few times, and then suddenly Satan vanishes, and that's the end of Satan. Goodbye, Satan. Yeah, Satan goes down like a chump. <laughs> as soon as Lando has his magic stick, it becomes like a Nintendo boss where he starts flashing red, and you start to, <laughs> and you start to see his skeleton and his body, which is my favorite effect in the entire world. And he gets shot literally three times, and then dies. Doesn't come back either, which is like. Yeah. <laughs> that's the end of old scratch yeah. like, in every movie ever you have the yeah. like oh he's, he's dead and now. then he comes back and he does it yeah especially no. satan you'd think satan can't be that easy the ultimate evil no it can't be just that easy just like magic yep he's gone his minions vanish and the red rock vanishes and then we still have 10 minutes of the movie <laughs> for some reason which oh, I, I, don't... I don't think i even put insane. notes i didn't even type notes for this part because my brain checked out the second satan was dead we go into the cave and there is no music no, no sound effects it's like they just like lost the soundtrack for like two and a half minutes of the movie we just saw the death of Satan. We don't even have any, like, bravura music. It's literally just, like, bad Foley footsteps. Yeah, of Lando walking into, I guess, the prince's crumbling lair to find his daughter, who we finally learned that her name is Betty. Now is when we learn the end of the goddamn movie. I'm News sorry, to me. Casey. I am going to keep harping on movies having character names. I guess my question with the name thing is, do you feel it helped, Josh? When you learned her name was Betty, were you like, yes, now I understand now this I character? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're right. So lose it, babe. Lose it. And there's a bunch of talk earlier about this red devil rock that I do not remember yeah. the context of. It disappears when Satan dies. It then reappears near the yeah, village. Next and, to the uh, village. And, and like basically like typhoon season starts yeah, in the village and people what? are like like losing it and they take shelter in, and then wherever Lando is, he finds the trinket, which I guess was missing from in the beginning and then the wind stops and i was like why was this a part of the movie why did, <laughs> why was this a part of the movie and giving satan a, 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 a death scene that actually feels resolved is not it's like a wild set of choices we're tethered to these monolithic sort of western rules of filmmaking that we think the hero should have like a lowest point before the climax maybe it's, sometimes it's better for the hero to just nail it in one <laughs> <laughs> as the storm ends and then immediately Lando and Betty show up Th they hug Lando's wife and then we end on a freeze frame not even roll credits static fucking credits and that's the end of the fucking movie Come out, Louisa. Don't make me wait. You Catholic girl, stop much too late. But sooner or later, it comes down to fate. Satan worships too much fun. Well, they showed you an amulet, taught you to pray, made a weird cult island, and locked you away. But they never told you the price that you'd pay when the Prince of Magic kills everyone. I tell you, only the good die young. Rip off report card. Only the good die young. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is one of the only times in my entire life that I'm thankful that Billy Joel has an extensive discussion. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can keep coming back to this well. <laughs> 
The Killing of Satan ripoff report card is brought to you by Filipino Disney Plus's The Landalorian. <laughs> I haven't been able to stream it all yet, but on YouTube, there's that one emotional scene where the Landalorian finally takes off his iconic denim jacket to reveal the flabby hero underneath. <laughs> Look. I'm no Greg Hansen, okay? I took a peek at what I correctly assumed was a great Pacific garbage patch of pictures that were made by the extended Killing of Satan family. And I do think of them as that. <laughs> but their IMDb's alone terrified me. Our director, Efren C. Pinion, made movies like Enforcer from Death Row and Blind Rage with brutal boxer and Bruce Lee buddy Leo Fong, the latter alongside the always welcome mustache of Fred the Hammer Wilson. <laughs> A few clicks into the rest of the production team and I'm surrounded by titles like Death Bond and Ultimax Force and Revenge of the Street Warrior. Before I know it, I'm clicking through photos of Elizabeth Oropesa, the, yes, largely uninfluential and unimportant, yet still captivatingly sympathetic wife to Lando, marveling <laughs> at what became a seemingly celebrated nearly 200 credit career and trying Ooh. to decipher which of the IMDb photos look like good, bad, bad movies and which look like the bad, good, bad TV shows. <laughs> Any of these, I'm sure, would make a terrific R-O-R-C. But if I'm being honest, I would just be reading Wikipedias. I wouldn't be able to put in the characteristic wisdom, wit, and sapient passion for the subject Greg calls upon so effortlessly. So I chose to focus my ripoff report card on something about which I could speak with complete confidence. It does not take a theologian to notice we are in a spiritual crisis <laughs> as an experience of this pandemic. I contracted COVID on a job and was forced to isolate myself for most of December during which time I watched nearly all of the TV show Supernatural. <laughs> I'm still on it. As my body fought the virus and my consciousness waned, my mind was treated to a nearly nonstop stream of vitamins, Sam and Dean. Whether it was beckoning me towards my fate during a moment of physical weakness like some constantly recast, totally bonable, yet retconnable demoness, or I had just sucked it into my brain like a lazy kid cramming for a Spanish exam, Supernatural became my everything. I saw it everywhere. And that was easy. Because it basically looked like all other TV in the 2000s and featured non-aging, mostly white folks retreading Christian and sure other mythologies, but mostly as Monster of the Week and MacGuffins. Let's not forget who the real God is, baby! Into... <laughs> A mix-and-match, stunt-and-effect-heavy action premise about the ever-wily evil being triumphed by hard-rock-loving, free-will-wheeling, pluralist, but not in a gay way unless it sells merch, good. In fact, if you grew up in or under American pop culture, that's kind of just what you called media. But while neither Supernatural nor our film The Killing of Satan were the first to make literal the man versus God story type, 
Supernatural got gifted with a long enough shelf life to take that premise to fun places, along with the help of some casting blessings. For instance, did you know that Supernatural star Jensen Ackles auditioned for and was not offered the roles of both Captain America and Hawkeye in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Which sure would have been nice, but that would have kept him from being a television icon. <laughs> to this day, both blessed and damned by his own casting, Jensen Ackles, a man with the most Google positive name at the most Google negative point of his life, can now be seen in articles about Rust, a Western film during which Alec Baldwin shot cinematographer Helena Hutchins to death. And speaking of aging actors becoming grotesque metaphors of privilege after a lifetime of making oneself a godhead, may I turn your attention to the star of The Killing of Satan, Ramon Revilla, very much senior, who, like the show Supernatural, ended his 93-year run back in 2020 as well. <laughs> his storied life and career <laughs> included starring in a movie called Nardong Putik, which told the story of a anti-hero Robin Hood type character who had been killed in the Philippines in real life just a year before that movie came out. It sent Ramon Revilla into movie stardom in the Philippines, which he then, like seemingly every Filipino actor we've featured on Video High, leapfrogged that into a position in the Filipino Senate. <laughs> An accomplishment what? for any yep. uh, person, but uh, that was not enough for Ramon Revilla to etch himself into the annals of history. Ramon Revilla, at the time of his death, is said to have sired up to 72 children. <laughs> this that man Bible shit right there. was a fuck machine. <laughs> this, <laughs> this guy made a lot of people. He will have a Charlemagne-like <laughs> grasp upon the future. Uh, called the King of Amulets in, of Philippine Films because of his continued motif of being a ordinary person given extraordinary powers through amulets. I have to give it to Ramon Revilla, who left us in 2020, but showed us that whether it's in the Philippines or America, there will always be a place in silly cinema for... I guess, aging men getting power from their family jewels. <laughs> <laughs> and that has been The Killing of Satan Ripoff Report Card. You might have heard I'm out faces and hypnotize crowds. Shoot lasers from fingies and control weather clouds. Spin your uncle's head around and around. We're determined to hurt everyone. But come on, Louisa, get in our line. Wear this black ribbon and act all benign. <laughs> and when they come to save you, you'll truly be mine. And rip that guy's face off for fun. <laughs> Darling, only the good die young. Oh, rip off report card. <laughs> All right, Satan killers, let's kill another lesson here at Video High. But before we burst the heart of our of this once beloved movie, <laughs> let's think back on what might end up on the final test. 
You know, I couldn't put my finger on it at the time, but I think Scorsese could have learned a lot from this movie when he was directing Silence, and it would have been a much better film. <laughs> I kind of felt another way where if this, a certain point with like family members giving up lives and embroiling each other in battles for the, you know, future of like demonic human and heaven relations. Uh, this movie's kind of just hereditary, but awesome. <laughs> right? Does the New Testament have as many laser fights as this movie? Because if it does, I might have to give that thing a read. <laughs> Sadly, no. no but, well, never mind. No, but I think the Book of Mormon does. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I just kind of wish people would dress up for screenings of old movies like this more often. And if they did, I think I would want to dress up like the spooky, glowy cave. (laughs) (laughs) It did. It was like, it was very Greg aesthetic. That just about wraps up our Bible studies course on the killing of Satan. Thank you so much to Seth Applebaum of Ghost Funk Orchestra and Gabriella Tessitore of Scout Harris for our amazing theme song, Justin Ferraro of the Rizzos for our bed music, and cheer for our logo. Thank you to our teacher, Mr. Philip Marlowe. Get at us on social media at Video High Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and VideoHigh.pod on Twitter. And leave us a review on iTunes. Say something nice. Say something mean. But for God's sakes, just say something. For the next lesson, we return to the streets of New York. And when I say that, I mean Toronto. For tiger claws two and three catch us on spotify apple podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts from the whole video high class casey regan jamie kennedy josh roth and myself greg hansen that's your assigned screening and don't forget we passed you a note the other day in history and you never responded and i'd like to know why I love that Uncle Borsch never took off, but Crypt Keeper, an already copyrighted character, has made a place in our podcast. In your ear. Podcast Network.